Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I'm Jillian, and this may be the first podcast episode that you are listening to in 2023. And if it is, I am so honored that this is the first podcast you're listening to this year. If it's not, I'm still honored that you're listening because podcasting is something I really enjoy doing. And the fact that there are people that come back and listen to this podcast every week is like the coolest feeling ever. And so thank you for being here. In the spirit of gratitude, in the spirit of thanking you for being here and actually feeling quite grateful for you being here, today we're actually talking about gratitude. And so we are going to talk a little bit about how to develop a gratitude practice, why to develop a gratitude practice, and then as always, I'm going to offer you some actionable tips for getting started. And we're going to take a little bit of a different tack here. We're not going to take the position of like just name three things that you're grateful for. Like I want you to actually understand how this can support your life and also be able to structure it in a way that works for you rather than some like wellness influencer that has nothing to do with your life. So let's get started. First, I want to tell you something about me. Personally, I experience a lot of resistance to doing things. I feel a lot of like, Ugh, I don't want to do that. Sometimes I really struggle to get myself to do things. And I'm a rebel by nature. If someone tells me you should do this thing, the chances are I'm going to tell them to fuck right off. And then I will probably be like, ooh, maybe they made, had a point. And so I'll go and I'll do my own reading on it. I'll kind of figure out my way that I want to manage it, my way that I want to approach it. I'll make a bunch of lists. I'll take some notes. And then eventually I will give that thing a try. But not because someone told me to do it. It's because I found reasons for me to want to try to take that on. And that's exactly what happened with my gratitude practice. And so in like the 20 teens, so like 20, I don't know, 2013, 2014, 2015, that was kind of when all the wellness influencers started being like, just say three things a day that you're grateful for. And I was like, oh my God, this is so superficial. And I actually tried it. I was like, okay, it's not that hard. I'm going to give it a try. And I tried it for about three days and I felt ridiculous. I just felt like fake. And then... I revisited it a few years later after I started learning more about mindfulness, after I started learning more about positive psychology. And you know what? You guys, this shit works. <laughs> like a lot. And for me, it was really pivotal in improving my relationship with food and my relationship with my body. And this is something I'll talk a little bit about the specifics later, but this is why on a nutrition podcast, we're talking about gratitude because it can have a really big effect on how you interact with food, how you interact with your body, and I want to help you do that. And I think a really big problem when it comes to our views on gratitude or gratitude practice is that we kind of think that like, well, if I practice gratitude, I'm, I can't feel resentful or sad or angry or I can't feel any of these other negative emotions towards whatever I'm grateful for. Like it has to be an all or nothing thing. Like, if I feel grateful for my job, I shouldn't feel like I hate it when I'm in over my head on a project. Or if I'm grateful for my body, I have to love everything about my body. And that's totally not true. That is actually all or nothing thinking. And this is why before we hop into talking about a gratitude practice, I want you to think about this concept of both and. And this is an idea, like if you can see me right now, I'm holding up two hands and the concept of both and is Pivotal. It's this idea that you can hold two things to be true at the same time. You can be grateful for something in your life and that thing 
can also not be perfect. You can be grateful for your partner and also really annoyed at them that they always leave their shoes in the middle of the floor. You can be grateful for your job and also sometimes wish that you didn't have to work at all. You can be grateful for your body and also sometimes wake up and be like, I don't like how I look at all. Practicing gratitude is not the same thing as practicing toxic positivity. And this is the realization that for me was like the boom, light bulb moment that I needed in order to embrace a gratitude practice. And so I want to talk a little bit about what the hell is gratitude and then we'll talk into talk about like benefits and things like that. And so according to the dictionary, which sometimes I'm like, why do I even bother with dictionary definitions? Because sometimes they're ridiculous. Gratitude is the state or the act of being grateful. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you for that dictionary. According to Wikipedia, it Wikipedia, of course, is a lot longer of a definition and it's a feeling as well as an act. And I think that that's really helpful for us to understand. So gratitude is both something you feel and something you do. And something I talk to my clients a lot about is this feedback loop between thoughts, feelings, and actions. It's this circle of what we do, how we think, and what we feel. And basically, what you do, your actions, influence the way that you think about things, which in turn influences how you feel about things. And if you've ever tried to change a feeling or force a feeling, you know how freaking impossible that is. But you can change what you do so you can change your actions and that in turn will affect how you think and what you feel. And then, you know, one of the things that I do a lot with clients is actually identifying thoughts and then intentionally changing thoughts. So you can, to a certain extent, change thoughts, but it does take some practice and it takes um, some experience. So it's often a lot easier to just be like, well, I'm going to change what I do and then that's going to have an effect on everything else. So in actively doing gratitude... You can influence your thoughts and you can influence your feelings. And so let's do something real quick here. I'm going to ask you to pause and take a deep breath. So I want you to think about something, someone, or an experience that you're grateful for. Let that person, that thing, or that experience fill up your mind for a second. Visualize it. Okay, now how do you feel? You probably feel a little bit better. Maybe you even feel really good. And maybe you're like, well, oh, why don't I do that more often? And I will tell you why. One, you haven't practiced doing that intentionally enough for it to feel like a natural go-to. And two, as humans, we just naturally tend to go for the negative. Like looking for the positive is not for most of us a natural tendency. And I can sum this up in one statement that I read on a therapist Instagram page and I don't think I've gone a single day since reading this without thinking about it and that is your brain is meant to keep you safe, not keep you happy. And this is why you might have absolutely no problem expressing like momentary gratitude in the form of saying thank you to someone or having that like fleeting moment of oh that that was really nice like I'm so grateful for that but then our brains really quickly snap back to how do I keep myself safe and so I want to mention Brene Brown here who you've probably heard me mention Brene Brown multiple times on this podcast and if you have not yet read anything of hers or listened to anything of hers like do it I will link uh, her website in the show notes And in her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, which I highly recommend reading, she talks about people that she calls wholehearted people, that live a wholehearted life. And how those people, the people that live wholehearted, joyful lives, all have something in common. 
They actively practice gratitude. And in Brene's research, she's interviewed thousands of people. And in this book, she writes that all of these people have some sort of gratitude practice. She also has nine other pillars of living a wholehearted life. So definitely read it. And I looked at other research around gratitude and and got a little bit of an idea of what other types of studies have been done around gratitude. And there was one study that was done by two psychologists and it was a 10-week study in which certain participants were asked to write a few sentences each week on something that they were grateful for. Others were asked to write about something that really displeased them or pissed them off. And others were asked to write about things that were just sort of like neutral, things that just happened. And after this 10-week study, the group that practiced gratitude rated themselves as more optimistic overall and felt generally better about life. There were also some other really interesting uh, discoveries through this study. And this, I want to be really clear, this is not causation. This is not saying that gratitude caused this, but it's correlation. It's like, hey, these people are practicing gratitude and they also notice these, these positive impacts. Maybe they are related, right? And... It was that the participants that practiced gratitude also practiced or they they were able to exercise more, not were able to, I don't know why I said it like that. They also happened to exercise more and they also happened to go to the doctor less. And so can we attribute those two things to gratitude? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea, but it is interesting. And so as I was reading up on this, I thought about like, how crazy is it that how we think has such an impact on our physical health. But there's also some studies that have shown, for example, there was a study with 400 participants that showed improvements in sleep and improvements in immune system after implementing a gratitude practice. And there's other studies that suggest that gratitude can support everything from reduced overeating to higher pain tolerance. And that's just like the physical stuff, right? But on the mental health side... A gratitude practice can boost your self-confidence, it can boost your optimism, your resilience, forgiveness, and even symptoms of depression. And so you know that I talk a lot about self-compassion. And so gratitude is an integral part of a self-compassion practice. It can help you forgive yourself. It can help you be more optimistic towards yourself. It can help you be more resilient. And I mentioned this before, but now we're going to get into the part around eating habits and body image because that's the bulk of the work I do is helping people improve their eating habits, helping people improve their body image. So how can gratitude change how you eat or how you feel about your body? And so I want to acknowledge that first, the root of so much of our issues around food is actually a root in dissatisfaction with our bodies. So feeling bad about your body leads to thoughts of, I should restrict what I eat. I should go on a diet. I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. Which leads to a multitude of actions, some of which are related to food, like restricting food, um, cutting certain foods out of your your diet, uh, not buying certain foods, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Or actions related to like self-care or lack of self-care. And so there's all of these actions that come from this, this feeling of like, I don't like how I feel in my body. I don't like what my body looks like. I need to quote unquote fix my body. All of these actions associated with it. Everything from exercising more to resisting exercise, limiting what you're allowed to eat to rebelling against the rules and then overeating or binging. So if we focus gratitude around our bodies, the action of practicing gratitude for what our bodies can do can start to shift this entire paradigm. If you start practicing gratitude for the functions of your body, 
you can start to retrain your brain to focus less on appearance. Reducing importance of appearance can lead to less feelings of, I have to restrict my food, I have to punish myself, food is the enemy, blah, 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 blah. And it can lead to you wanting to nourish your body to support its functions rather than restricting food or dieting in order to simply control what you look like. And so I will give you an example from my own life as gratitude has helped me so much in improving my own body image and has been pivotal in recovering some from really terrible disordered eating habits. And so if you want to hear more about my journey with disordered eating and recovering from that, I was... I cared way too much about what my body looked like and now I'm in probably the best place with food in my body that I maybe have been in my entire life and I talk a little bit about that in episodes 27 and 28 of this podcast so you can go back and listen to that and so to make a long story really really short I basically said fuck you to dieting and in the process I started practicing gratitude for what my body does for me daily as well as gratitude for the freedoms that not dieting offers me and so this was like a little experiment of one in my own life. And honestly, for most of my life, I was kind of a forced optimist. And it was because I really wanted to fit in and I believed that people wouldn't like me as much if I was negative. And so this was really closely tied to perfectionism around my body because I believed that if I looked perfect, if I was always positive, I was always smiling, never a burden on anyone, never loading people with my own shit, people would finally like and finally accept me. And I will talk about this more in a future episode on self-worth. So just FYI, make sure you follow the podcast because there will be an episode on self-worth and learnings around that. And full transparency, I'm going to be honest with you, it doesn't fucking work like that. I've learned from surveying my friends over the last couple of years as I've gone through this process that I used to come off as a bit standoffish and not really a very warm person which is not really who you want to hang out with right like you're not really going to like someone that is like cold and doesn't really seem interested in you and doesn't really seem like doesn't really connect with you right and that sucks because I am a warm human I am someone who wants to connect with people and wants to experience like human connection but I was just really stuck in trying to be perfect and so gratitude for me started with looking for little moments of joy in my day. And it started when I began my personal practice of mindfulness. And so as I paid more attention to the present moment as I ate my meals and as I moved through my day, I started noticing all of these little things that I had overlooked. Instead of just chugging my coffee, I would notice how grateful I felt and how amazing that first sip was. Instead of just walking from point A to point B, like totally in my own world, I would feel how grateful I was for the ability to walk or how much I really enjoyed the song or the podcast I was listening to. And my whole vibe kind of changed. I started to express my silliness more, started to be less grumpy, and I stopped comparing myself so much to others. And honestly, my confidence and self-worth kind of made this big shift. And this wasn't immediate. This took repetition for a while, right? And I want to let you know, like, I'm not, like, in this state of gratefulness all day, every day, like, floating around like a little, I'm so grateful for everything. No, absolutely not. I still have my moments of grumpiness. I have my days where I'm like, everything sucks. This is stupid. Why is this so stupid? And days where I'm like, I cannot wait for it to just be tomorrow, right? But in regards to my relationship with food and my body, gratitude has helped me really recognize the freedoms 
of not being so hyper-focused on my body all the time and has really shifted the way that I can interact with the world so that my weight and what I look like is not as important as it used to be. And the thing is, is like any habit that you're trying to implement, repetition matters. And so at the beginning, it might feel kind of weird and forced and awkward, but as your brain starts to form new connections, you're going to start thinking differently. It's going to feel less awkward and weird to do this and to practice this. And if you're like a normal person, you've probably tried and failed to form new habits. You've succeeded at some and failed at others. And my advice for this is, you know, if, you, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know where I'm going with this. Start small, start easy, and repeat. If it's not working, ask yourself why. Don't beat yourself up. Don't call yourself a failure. That's not helpful. If you tend to get stuck in this, like, I'm a failure, I think it's three episodes back from this. There was a, I did an episode on, like, how to do B minus work. And I, I don't, I think it's episode number 59 or 60. So go check that one out. I think you'll like it. And I promise you, you can start to feel the benefits of a gratitude practice even if you don't do it every single day without fail. And I do want to like mention a bone that I have to pick with gratitude. And so this issue that I have with the whole gratitude and how it's portrayed in wellness is it's marketed in a really generic way. It seems like there's one way to practice gratitude and it's write down three things you're grateful for every day. Okay, for some people that's a really great way to do it. For other people, it, and for me particularly, it just seems superficial and not meaningful. And so we are going to talk about some actionable tips for starting your own gratitude practice and some options for how you want to do it depending on who you are. But I do want to remind you that this week, this is the first week of January 2023, and it's the last week to get your name on the waitlist for group coaching before enrollment opens on January 10th. And the group coaching is the Confident Eater Program. The Confident Eater Program is your guide to mindful eating so you can stop obsessing or stressing over what you put in your mouth and find that balance between healthy eating and treat yourself. And this program was put together based on the steps that I took to drop the dieting mindset and embrace a flexible approach to eating from how to eat without rules while still paying attention to my nutrition to tapping into hunger and fullness cues and learning to practice self-compassion so I can stop feeling so freaking guilty for eating and get my inner perfectionist to finally be quiet. And you can learn more about The Confident Eater if you just go to bitesize.es or you can check out in the show notes, I've linked the page for The Confident Eater there so you can learn more, you can see what's on the curriculum, all of your questions are answered and get your name on the list. I'm offering a discount to everyone that is on the wait list. So even if you're like, I'm not sure, might be helpful to put your name on the list because you'll get a big discount if you do. Anyways, I want you to let you know, I will, that didn't make sense. I want to let you know that it's okay to feel like your gratitude practice is a little silly at first. It's okay to feel like expressing gratitude for my bed is so comfy or I'm so grateful for my morning coffee. It's okay to feel like that is a little bit superficial to start out with and that's okay. As you continue, you're going to start to expand. You're going to start to get deeper. You're going to start to notice things that you're grateful for that you might never have even really thought about. And I like to tell people that at first, it's okay if you're grateful for the exact same thing every single day. It's okay if your gratitude is like super obvious. And here is how you're going to get started. First, 
you can choose to play out your gratitude practice in your head or say it out loud. You don't necessarily need to write it down if you feel resistance to doing that. And this is like the mini exercise we did earlier in this episode where I asked you to pause and envision something you're grateful for. Personally, I do this one a lot when I'm out for a walk with my dog or when I'm like tinkering around doing things at home. All of a sudden it'll just hit me and I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful for this thing. And I want to encourage you to let that moment of gratitude kind of wash over you, right? Let yourself sit in it for a second. And the the second tip that I want to mention is that maybe you're a writer. Maybe you're someone that already has a journaling practice. Maybe you're considering like this year might be the year that I become someone who journals. And so setting aside time intentionally to write about recent experiences that made you feel grateful or simply a list of things that made you feel grateful or that you currently feel grateful for can be really, really helpful. It doesn't have to be three. It can be two. It can be 12. It genuinely does not matter. Something that I learned about recently when it comes to writing about gratitude that has been found to have some really great benefits is actually writing a letter to someone expressing gratitude for something. And I will link an episode of the Huberman Lab podcast in the show notes if you want to hear. He did an entire, I think it's like two hour episode on gratitude. So if you really want to dig in more to this, I would recommend listening to this that episode. But I want to make that actionable tip like incredibly simple. And that is write it down. Just like write down things that you're grateful for. Cool. Doesn't matter how many it is. Doesn't matter if it's a specific time of the day. But it can be really helpful, especially when creating a new habit, to plan when you're going to do that and implement some some type of reminder, right? So personally, I like to stack it alongside a habit that I already have. So, so I mentioned I'll often practice gratitude when I'm out for my morning walk. I go for my morning walk every day. And so I've established like when I'm on my morning walk, I will express something I'm grateful for. And maybe for you, it works better to tack on to your morning coffee routine or do it before or after brushing your teeth. And having that specific moment in the day when you know you're going to do it can be a lot more helpful rather than just being like, oh, I'm going to remember to do it because we never remember to do that stuff. And lastly, a personal tip that I think has been really impactful for me is to look for tiny moments of joy. And I think often we can kind of move through our day being like, my life is so boring. I have nothing exciting in my life. Like, ugh, I just feel like everything is the same. And so start seeking out these moments of joy. And these are tiny little things that you can train your brain to notice and express gratitude for. And it's like little like tiny shots of happiness. And it's another way to practice mindfulness, which a lot of us just go through our day and we're just not present at all. We're constantly living in, you know, what what is going to be or what was. And some examples from my own life. A moment of joy for me is that first sip of coffee. It's that moment where my dog curls up against me on the couch and I like feel her little warm body touch mine. It's reading a text message from someone I care about. It's putting on that one song that I'm obsessed with right now. It's that first moment getting into a hot shower. The first bite of something that's really tasty. And at first, you really might really need to direct your brain to look for these moments of joy, especially if you tend to focus on the negative. And that's okay, right? It's okay to practice intentional redirection of your attention. And something I realized as I was writing all of this down is that all of these things can happen even on the shittiest of days. I could be having the worst day ever, and I could still have tiny little moments of joy. I can choose to practice gratitude 
and I can have little pockets of light even in a crappy day. And so it doesn't mean that I'm like trying to practice toxic positivity and all of a sudden my day is amazing. But I can still notice things that I'm grateful for even if overall I'm like, ugh, today sucks. So I will leave you with that for today. And I'm currently brainstorming guests and topics for this upcoming year. So anything you want to learn more about or anyone that you're like, I want to hear from them, send it my way. Uh, My Instagram is in the show notes so you can DM me there. And if you have not already, please leave a rating either on on Appify. Appify. Apple plus Spotify is Appify. Please leave a rating on Apple or Spotify. And if you're feeling generous with your time right now, add a review. That is, so both the ratings and the reviews are a really helpful way for new people to find the podcast. And don't forget that if you are interested in learning more about The Confident Eater, you can check that out in the show notes, along with details on when the program starts, what it entails, how much it costs, and some testimonials from clients. And if you enjoy this podcast in general, or if you like this episode, go ahead and pass it on to someone who could use a little bit of inspiration for their own gratitude practice. Maybe this is a New Year's goal that someone would like to work on. You never know. With that, thank you so much. I will see you again next time.